This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Providing innovative neonatology solutions for more than 35 years, Chiesi is committed to supporting the neonatology community and the NICU families you serve. To learn more, visit www.nicuconnections.com slash incubator. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion about new advances in neonatology and the fascinating individuals who make this progress possible. I am Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova-Barbeau. We are neonatal intensive care physicians. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are joined by Whitney Thompson. Whitney, thank you and welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Very no, excited of course. to be here. Come close to the mic. Come close. All right. <laughs> so you are the 2023 mentored fellow. That so you've just correct. started fellowship. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Tell us where you're at and what is your area of interest. Sure. Um, so I am at Mayo Clinic, which is home for me. I'm originally from Rochester. Um, and I'm actually doing a combined fellowship in neonatology and medical genetics. Oh, very valuable. I have a feeling as to where this is going to go now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm oh. studying BPD. No. No. <laughs> no, I'm, um, so for my mentored fellow project, um, the focus is on uh, benchmarking outcomes and looking at best practices for management of neonatal onset urea cycle disorders. Ooh. Wow. Very interesting. Very low frequency. It is, and that's why this is such a great opportunity because, I mean, as you can imagine, really hard to study this at any single institution because of how rare um, these disorders are. And mm-hmm. so there's actually over 500 uh, cases in the database from the wow. CHNC. So really cool opportunity. What prompted you to um, pursue this, uh, this, this particular area? So I'm, of course, very interested in genetics in the NICU mm-hmm. setting. And um, I know you talked with our focus group leaders from genomics yesterday, and they yeah. talked about you know, how rapid genome sequencing in the NICU is now you know, our first-line test, and we're, that's what we're doing at Mayo. And so now with our increased ability to diagnose um, rare disorders quickly in the NICU, it's especially important now to figure out kind of best practices for management. Mm. And so that's kind of what led to, to deciding on this project, and I've always just been interested in metabolic disorders as well. And I mean, I think your um, idea of, you know, the double fellowship is, I think, one that we're going to see more often. Um, So tell us a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so... um I agree. I think it's going to be, you know, something that is going to be offered by the boards in the in the coming years because of how much interest there is. Um, I I basically I was planning to do um, MFM in genetics throughout most of medical school, mm-hmm. and then I did a NICU sub I, and I just fell in love with kind of the intersection of genetics and sure. and NICU, and so I went into residency knowing I wanted to do this path, um, and basically we just proposed to the boards and they agreed and it's um I switch off every month between the two between the two fellowships and that's tough it's uh it's tough but it's a lot of fun it's a nice balance of inpatient outpatient yeah. and you make it sound as if you're going month to month but I am a hundred percent sure you have some that, calls in there. oh yeah <laughs> right when the genetics fellow is also on I'm sure you get some calls some curbside oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I'm on 24 7 for that's any uh, genetics right. cases I'm kind of the go-to <laughs> yeah. person now for um, Whitney quick question yeah. right? <laughs> what do you 
to think about. I actually just answered one right before yeah, I got here. Go. So, yes, it, uh, but I love it. So it's, it's exciting. And, um, we're doing so much genetic testing in our NICU now that it's, it's a lot of and, fun. And, um, yeah, because our geneticist at our previous institution stopped coming to the cafeteria. And I was like, <laughs> right. I was like, what, what happened? Is everything? It's like, yeah, no, I just can't, like, I can't eat. Like, it's too, every two seconds, somebody has a question. Me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and let me ask Bothering you, me and not consulting me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so genetics, I mean, you, are you seeing also adult patients? I'm seeing a lot of adult patients, which uh-huh. is which is new, um, and I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, but uh, my hope is, so we're working on starting a um, NICU genetics follow-up clinic for all of our patients who are getting genome in the NICU. So my hope is that I'm going to slowly kind of take that over as my as my project, because that's really the population I'm most interested in. And my research is really to follow those patients over time who have had genome. So... Um- I know you're just getting started, but what are the kinds of things you're you're hoping to look at and hoping to achieve in improving quality sure. of life for these patients? Yeah, so for specifically for this project, um, patients with urea cycle disorders, if you look in the literature, there is almost nothing out there about management in the immediate neonatal period. And so our hope is to really figure out kind of why are some patients doing better than others and how can we best manage these patients in the NICU and how can we identify these patients quickly? Um, so I think that's where this mentored fellow project is going to be really valuable. Outside of this project, um, I'm very interested in the implementation of rapid genome in the NICU. And my main research project is um, figuring out how we can follow these kids over time and increase our yield of genome as we get new phenotype information over time. And so you're the, the newest mentored fellow. I recall... <laughs> That by this point in my fellowship, just a few months in, I still had no idea what I was going to study or how I was going to do it. So how did that work for you? Like, what was the application let like? Me, let me ask you one more question. Then, yeah. since sure. Did you do residency at the same institution? I did, yes. Mm. Yep. And I'm actually in a clinician investigator track. So I, I knew see. I wanted mm-hmm. to do a lot of research. And so I've, you know, my fellowship was set really at the end of my first year of residency. And so I've had a lot of time to think about. Think so. um, and I've, I did grad school in medical genetics before medical school. So I've known this You've is my, my area of interest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the big change was going from doing MFM to, to NICU. Um, but I've always known this is kind of my area of interest. So that has helped. In, uh, I, can, I think that's that one of the advantages of, of trying to do your training at a single institution over the course of six years. Seriously, I mean... I know, I did that. Right. I still didn't. But the, I, di- I didn't, and that meant that projects had to be three years, right? Yeah, I mean, I, that's I, right. right. And so that, w- that was quite difficult. That's, that's quite difficult. I had yeah. the opportunity to stay at my training institution, but <laughs> I didn't. But it is what it is. I think uh, that's one of the big advantages that you're able to hit the ground running when fellowship time comes. Um. I'd still like to know a little bit about the the process. You know, when when did you guys have to submit for the the mentored award? Sure. Um, so I think it was March of last year was kind uh-huh. of the initial. You submit a one page kind of letter of intent, and then they review. And I think we heard in a couple months later um, when uh, to submit a full proposal. And I think my year they picked three um, fellows to submit a full proposal, and that was a five-page kind of detailed what, what exactly are you going to be studying and going through kind of the manual for the database and saying exactly what data points you're going you're gonna to want to pick out. And then I heard in, in July, it was my first day of fellowship is when I heard, so it's very exciting. That's great. Way, way to start fellowship. That's yeah, right. not a bad, not, not a bad terrible. way to start. Yeah, you're usually welcome uh, the first day of fellowship with some uh, calls and some blood gases, and that's you got nice. yeah, that's, that's kind of nice. <laughs> well, 
Uh, any other questions after? No, I think no. you've given us a lot of information. We're really looking forward to, to seeing what you do. I don't like working up those urea cycle disorders. I don't like it either. <laughs> well, hopefully we can come up with a guideline that so you don't have great. to think about that it. That would, would look, help uh, us a lot. We'll be looking out for that. That's that right. Well, I'll look forward to updating you next year on, uh, on the results. That sounds like a great plan. Thank Whitney, you. thank you. so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the dash incubator.org you can also message the show on instagram or x formerly known as twitter at nikki podcast thanks again for listening and see you next time this podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice if you have any medical concerns please see your primary care practitioner thank you